Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Some of you here this morning just need to know that, that he's actually for you. He's not here to persecute you. He's not here to give you a hard time. He's here for you and he wants to bless you. You might be going through some things, but he wants to bless you even in those things that are going on. He wants to walk with you through the, through the story of your life. He wants to be with you in the trials and tribulations. He wants to be there for you. As I was sitting there singing that last song this morning, and we all know Jeremiah 29:11, but I want to go to 29:12, and it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. Do you know this morning we were coming and praying to him this morning? And I will hear you. He actually hears you. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you worship. And he wants to be in your life and he wants to give you an answer to your prayers. You will seek me and you find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I believe that's the word for some of you this morning. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes gather you from the nations, gather you from those tough places, gather you to the places where you've been, where you've walked out of his kingdom into another kingdom. He will gather you back. And all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord, I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you to exile. You know, he's, maybe you're in a place of exile where you feel you've walked away from God this morning. He wants to bring you back into a place of relationship with him, back to a place of closeness. He wants that. He wants that. He desires for it. He desires it. So today can be your opportunity. I don't know which situation you're all in, but today is your opportunity to stick back into a relationship close. And I'm just talking about a relationship. I'm talking about a close relationship. I've been contacted by a a friend that I knew when I was a teenager. And the doctors are saying he's only got days to live and he's been contacting me the last few weeks. He's got a faith, supposedly a faith, but it's a faith, a belief system that he didn't walk out in his life. And now he's hitting the end of his life where he's asking these questions and saying, what do I actually believe? And he's, he's struggling to find peace. He's trying to, struggling to find God in this situation. And I'm pulling him back to that place where he's all in. And the God of peace is coming into his life and it's, he's, he's walking his life and he's finding peace. Even though his body's wrecked in pain, he's finding peace. I'm praying that God's going to heal him. I'm praying that the doctors are saying he's got days. I'm going to pray that he's got years left in his life. Because our God's good. I don't know where you're at today, and I don't know what, what situation you're in, but he walked away to a place where he said he knew God and he had a form of, of, of faith, but not all in. And now he's got the opportunity to walk all in yet again. So God, I pray for us today, Lord, as we open up your word. I pray you'd challenge us. I pray you renew our minds. I pray, Lord God, Lord, if we're in place of exile, Lord God, you bring us back to that place of relationship with you. Back to a place of hunger for you, Lord God. Back to a place, Lord God, where we've been fasting for three, four, five, six days and we're starving because we need food. That's the sort of place, Lord, we want to be for you, Lord God, where we just need you in our lives, Lord. Let us recognize that and not step away from where you are, Lord, I pray. So today as we talk around peace, I pray that peace that goes beyond understanding, Lord, we would all find that this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Team, thank you for, 
for leading us this morning. You know, everybody, these people have put their talents to work. They spend hours practicing. They're here first in the morning on Sundays practicing. So isn't it good that we just honor them for what they do? Such a good team. Well, now we can get into the Word. Are you excited to be in church this morning? I'm excited to be in church this morning. I get the opportunity to, to worship God with you as a body, with my family, my church family. I get the opportunity to, to corporately worship my God and praise my God, spend time around the Word. I, I get excited about Sunday. Sometimes I'm tired when I get up Sunday morning at, at 5 o'clock and I think, gee, I'd love to sleep in. But by the time I've got up for 10 minutes and I'm rearing to go, I'm just looking forward to church. Yeah. I don't know if you're the same. This, this actually is one of the highlights of my week. Even though it's a struggle, this is one of the highlights of my week, is coming to meet here at church. Well, we're stepping into a season of Advent. And uh, this season of Advent, is another version of Advent is arrival, where we're, we're getting ready for the arrival of our Lord and Saviour, Lord Jesus Christ, when he came to earth. We're getting ready, preparing ourselves, ready for the day we celebrate his birth, where he came to live a life, a sinless life for us, to die on a cross for us, to be raised to, back to life again for us, and now he lives in heaven continually interceding for us. What an awesome God. What an awesome God. So Jesus, in Advent, we're celebrating hope, which we did in the video last week. Now, now this week we're going to do peace. Next week we're going to do joy. So if you're lacking joy, I'd encourage you to come next week. If you need a good laugh, come next week. No pressure, Claire, but she's on next week. <laughs> and then the last week is love. If you need love, come, come to the last week. In fact, come to Jesus any week. He's going to give you all of them. What's that? Come every, yes, come every Sunday. Don't miss a Sunday. So for so many of us, this, this word peace seems like an elusive thing. It seems, it takes a long time to get peace, but it can only take one word from somebody to destroy your peace. Or one P-plater to cut you off in their car and it destroys your peace. Or, or, anyway, I'm not going to go into other situations. So we're coming out of Haggai, and the key word for me out of Haggai is consider your ways. So I'd like us all to consider our ways this morning. Are we walking in peace? Are we walking in the peace of God that transcends the situations we're in? It transcends the strife we're in, the struggles we're going through in our body and our mind and our soul, man. It transcends everything, and there's this peace that comes, and it's it's in the strife, it's in the pain, but somehow, even though we're feeling that, there's this internal peace that's in us, and I believe we can only find that through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. So in Romans 15, 13, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was born in the 60s, and if you said peace, it probably meant something completely different. Warren and Anne, did you walk that, that journey? I hope you weren't taking illicit drugs at those, that time. Um, I hope you're not taking illicit drugs now. 
<laughs> you know, that peace, and, and I was brought up as a young boy, you know, seeing on our black and white TV, Woodstock, and uh, all the craziness of that season, where everyone was saying peace, but and without, without the drugs and the stimulation, none of them had peace. So even though they were saying about peace, there was no peace. And here we are, however many years later, talking about peace. You know, there was a survey completed, and the people were asked, if they had one wish, what would they want? If you were asked one wish, what would you want? Oh, peace, would you? Oh. Come on, be honest, would it be money? Money was the number one. Some of them said a husband or a wife. Some of them said health. And some of the cheaters said more wishes. But you know that's all illegal. You only get one wish. But the question is, if you had one, one thing you could ask for, would it be peace? Because I wonder if you had peace, it would strengthen your life in all the other situations where there wouldn't be the stress of finding money, the stress of finding a partner, the stress of finding your health, because that peace is there. And even just talking, then, do you feel peace just descend just in that moment? I don't know about you, but it did with me. So the angels said when introducing Jesus, and it's, it's pretty amazing, they, they said to glorify God in the highest, which is what we're doing this morning by honoring him, worshiping him, and praising him. But then he said, and peace on earth. This peace must be pretty important. Because when they announced Jesus, they said to glorify him and and to bring peace on earth. And Jesus, when he was talking in many situations, he says, he says, peace be with you and go in peace. The apostle Paul often starts a letter where he says, grace and peace. This peace is such an important part in our life and I'd encourage you, if you can't find peace, turn to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will find peace. That word peace, which some would say is shalom, it, it, and it, comes, it only comes from God, that word shalom means an overarching word of completeness. Completeness in our life. Complete peace. And it can only come from God. Completeness in our mental health realm. Completeness in our physical realm. Completeness in all of our life. And it comes from that peace, that peace that goes beyond understanding. You know, I've had seasons in my life, and I've spoken about it before, where I just could not find peace for years on end. And looking back now, I think, man, was I dumb. I was just dumb. I was looking for peace and, and trying to fix situations. And even though I brought sort of God sort of into my story, I didn't bring him enough into my story. I wish I'd had the time over again and brought, brought the God of peace into my situations to actually stop actually stop, sit, and allow God's peace to come upon me. I wonder what those two years would look like. I did a lot of things where I, or I did, or that I challenged myself to bring peace, but I probably should have spent more time with God just allowing his peace to come upon me. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 It talks about the God of peace. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder if that 
that peace word that he talks about, the God of peace. If we lived in peace, how much more would we be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Then there's Jesus who is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. This word peace is so important. In Ephesians 6, we're told to put on the full armor of God. And what is on our feet? The shoes of the gospel of peace. And when you get up in the morning, have you got your shoes on when you get out of bed? Have you got your shoes on when you get out of bed? I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) You put on your shoes. When you get up in your morning, do you stop? And do you say, God, I'm going to walk in peace. I take this moment to put on peace. I'm not meditating. I'm not doing any of that sort of stuff. I'm just stopping. I'm taking a deep breath and I'm saying, God, will you put your peace in me today? God, will, will my day be governed by that, by that government of peace in my life, the shoes? And the shoes are a real important thing because you know wherever you go, your shoes go. You walk in your shoes. When you walk in shoes, you actually walk in peace. Can you imagine yourself walking in peace because you've got your shoes on? Maybe every day from now on, I'm hoping that you're going to recognize when you look down your shoes and when you're walking your shoes, you're going to start saying in your head, I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in peace. Maybe that could be a, a question for you. When you lose your peace, look down at your shoes and say, I'm choosing to walk in peace. C.S. Lewis writes, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there as there is no such thing. There is no such thing as a life of peace without God. If we're trying to live a life of peace without bringing God into the equation, you are not going to have true peace. Because who is peace? We've just read. God is peace. Peace actually comes from God. You know, it's Jesus when he came. And maybe this is something you want to write on, on your, um, your Christmas card to somebody. See, we don't see physical peace on earth. In fact, that statement that peace on earth as a promise was only found once in Scripture, so I've read. I'm not sure that's 100% correct, but I've read that. Maybe you could put this Scripture on your Christmas card this year from Luke 12, verse 51, and it says, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Wouldn't that be a good statement for a Christmas card? (laughs) Give that to your wife. (laughs) You won't have peace at Christmas. But Jesus tells us we're not going to have peace on the earth on the external. We're going to go through some stuff. There's always going to be a challenge to our peace. In fact, when we're Christians, we're going to have people challenging our faith. We could, if we were in other countries, probably being persecuted for our faith at this very moment. So this idea that there's going to be peace on earth, yes, Jesus brought peace on earth when he was born and, and, and died and he was reconciled ourselves back to him. But as we walk out this earth, on this earth, we're going to have struggles with peace. There's only one way to find peace, and that's through Jesus, where we allow the God of peace into our lives. See, Jesus knew he was headed when he was born and he was speaking. 
he knew he was heading to, to a cross. There was this inspicable rope that was pulling him towards the cross, and he knew what was going to happen on that cross. And yet somehow in the situation of turmoil, where we know he was sweating drops of blood at one stage, he found peace. There was an internal peace that, that, that kept him strong to know where he was going, where he was headed, and it grounded him, this peace that he carried. This year, I was, I was thinking about this year, and we started this year with one of our family members doing something really crazy. And um, if you knew the story, which you don't, and you won't, <laughs> crazy season, peace lost. And what did Claire and I do? We went to the God of peace. We prayed for the God of peace to step into the situation, and he did. Um, crazy situation to start the year. Start the year off with this thing that, that robbed our peace for a little bit. But there was peace. Live in a house, a pipe breaks, the top level floods the house. God of peace. Walk home to a shower. Have you had a shower that big before? It covers your whole house. We had, a, we had the best shower ever. I go to back down the driveway and uh, there's a tree at the top of our driveway at the side and I know you're not supposed to look at your phone but as I'm pulling up the phone calls and I'm looking at my phone while I'm backing up and bang, straight to the tree. God of peace. God of peace. Have you ever had a phone call that steals your peace? I've had multiple of those this year. Have you had a statement by someone that steals your peace? I've had multiples of those this year. You pick up your phone while you're driving, and this wasn't me, and you get a traffic fine. Robs your peace. This is me. <laughs> a pea plater cuts you off. Have you ever had this? And I'm not picking on pea platers if you're a pea plater. But I was on the highway the other day, and I'm driving, and, and this pea plater just starts pulling into my lane right beside me. I'm looking across and thinking, what are you doing? So I pull off, back off. They panic and go back. So I drive forward again, they pull straight back into my lane again, on top of me. And then what's worse is they go into the next lane, and I'm watching them going up, cutting in our traffic, and I'm thinking, God of peace, God of peace, give me peace. And he did. <laughs> you know, I spoke about a close friend getting a terminal illness, peace. COVID comes, peace. You have a wife who loves heights. And she encourages to go higher and higher and higher. The trouble is, I don't like heights. The God of peace, where I'm climbing the ladder and the, my knuckles are going white as I'm climbing the next one and the next one and the next one. And then looking over that cliff edge, yeah, the God of peace. There's so many ways our peace can be robbed. But that God of peace is there when we stop and take that breath. Allow God to come into the situation we find peace. Family members, friends who destroy your peace and do not turn to the person next to you this morning. Those ones that are closest to you quite often destroy your peace the easiest. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're in that situation and maybe you're the one who destroyed their peace, maybe you're the one who needs to bring back that peace. Learn to say that word, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 
Let it flow off your lips easily. Sorry, sorry. Maybe if you're the person who that person has destroyed peace. You're not a punching bag, but you need to offload it to God to find peace again. You might not be able to offload it to that person for the situation, but you've got a Heavenly Father you can offload it to who can bring peace. So can I, first question this morning, where did you leave your peace? Is there a thought that came straight into your mind as I said that? If I was going to ask you, where did you lose your peace? If you've lost your peace in some area, where did you lose your peace? Go back and say, it was a phone call from that person last night. Yeah, I lost my peace. Go back, forgive that person. Go back, don't let them steal your peace. Say, I'm getting my peace back. I'm going to forgive that person so I can get my peace back. So I'm not going to walk in unforgiveness. I'm not going to allow the unforgiveness to cause turmoil in my body. I'm going to choose to walk in peace. You know, 16,000 millennials were surveyed by the Red Cross in 16 countries. Half in peace and half in conflict. And over 54% thought they would see a third world war in their lifetime. Many of them thought they were going to experience corruption, unemployment. In fact, the majority of them thought that. Many of them thought poverty. Many of them knew terrorism and thought there was going to be more terrorism. Many of them lived with poor health and they said their poor health was going to get worse. And the list went on and on and on. So many things to rob their peace. You know, we look at the prophet Jeremiah, and because of Israel's sin, he is prophesying about their, their captivity coming. He starts prophesying at the age of 20, and he prophesied for some 40 years, and if you know Jeremiah, many of his prophecies are not very pleasing prophecies. One prophecy says in Jeremiah 4.20, it says, Disaster follows disaster. What a way to find peace. The whole land lies in ruins. In an instant, my tents are destroyed, my shelter in a moment. Here is the prophet speaking, the, well, not the word of God, but speaking about what's happening in his land. A place where your peace is stolen. In Jeremiah 6.24, it says, we have heard reports about them, and he's speaking about these lands coming towards them. And it says, our hands hang limp. I've given up. There's nothing more I can do. I'm lost. I'm done. Anguish has gripped us. Pain like that of a woman in labor. And that's something I'll never know, thank goodness. Sometimes you're just, you're just hanging on by your fingertips externally. As Jeremiah was. And the whole land was at that time. Hanging on by their fingertips but I wonder if they had turned back to God, and if you know the history of Israel, they had chosen to walk away from God. If they'd turned back to God, I wonder if they had been in that situation. I wonder if they would have had to walk that journey. But if they had turned as a nation back to the God of peace, I wonder what their story would have been. I don't know what your story's like, and I don't know if any of those words from Jeremiah relate to you, but you can find peace yet again in your life. So once again, what robs your peace? Maybe you need to write that down. What robs my peace? 
And maybe you need to bring it towards God, to God, in prayer, and say, if this is robbing my peace, then God, show me what I need to do to bring peace back into this situation. You know, we're supposed to be these people, as I said, who can find peace in every situation. And one way we, we lose our peace is we, peace is we tend to compare ourselves to others. We think we're, we're supposed to be perfect. Well, can I let you off this morning? You do not have to be perfect. You do not have to be perfect. Don't compare yourselves to others. Maybe you've had the words of ADHD spoken over you. Maybe you're a different personality type to the person next to you. Maybe you've had a diagnosis of being bipolar or being dyslexic or being autistic and sometimes I wonder if I'm those things. <laughs> when I try to read stuff and I forget all the time and I think, man, I must be dyslexic, there must be something wrong with me. Maybe I need to go to the doctor and get a, see what he says. <laughs> no, maybe I've been not. <laughs> but can I say, these diagnoses do not define you. You are defined by your Saviour, Lord Jesus Christ. These words that have been spoken over you, you can still find peace in all those situations. In fact, I, I, in some, some ways, I wish I had ADHD. If it was ADHD and it, it got me where I could focus on something and stay wholeheartedly on that for hours and even study it and get deep with that, I would love it if it did that. And you know, there's always negatives with something, but there's always really positives with something. And, and these people, I think, they are just blessed in so many ways because they have these skill levels that are so much higher than the average Joe. I, I don't want to be an average Joe. I want to be high and really good in something. So don't let a diagnosis or something that says, a person says over you think you're, you're less. You're actually more in so many areas. And you can find peace when you find those situations. In John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. His peace. My first point is you are forgiven. You are free. So put those shoes on I was talking about and start to walk in peace. Start to, to spend time putting those shoes on so you can walk in peace because who the sun sets free is free indeed. So if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. You do not have to listen to what people say, what your partner says. You do not have to listen to that stuff because you are free as long as you come to the cross. As long as you come to the cross, you're free. See, the battle begins in our minds. But can we make a choice to fix it, our minds, not on the problem, but on Jesus? This Christmas season... Can we find peace for the past, peace for the present, and peace for the future because of the birth, death, and, death, and resurrection of our Saviour, Lord Jesus Christ? It's because no one can separate us from his presence except us. And he's still there. It's just we've chosen not to listen. See, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus and nothing can separate us from his love. And if you're in Christ, you actually are free this morning. You are free this morning. And do not let things come upon you or sit on you because you are free. That means you can find peace. See, Jesus stands up in the storm. If you know the story, and you all do probably, about the storm when Jesus 
is on the water and the, and the disciples are panicking. The disciples are full of fear. Goodness me. The disciples are full of fear and Jesus stands up and he just says, peace. See, he carries peace. Can we capture all our thoughts that we have? Capture all our thoughts and bring them under the obedience of Christ because he carries peace. And all those worries we've got, can we allow them and, and capture them and say, okay, God, I'm going to give them to you. To bring them under the obedience of Christ and allow his peace to come upon us. And part of that way of to find peace is to, to start to say, God, what am I grateful for? If I'm going to f- find peace today, instead of thinking what I'm missing, can you start to turn your mindset around and say, God, what am I grateful for? What can I thank you for? What can I bless you for? To shift our minds from this thought that there's not enough to actually there is more than enough. There is more than enough. So some practicalities. God's peace, God's rest comes on God's terms. He's laid down some principles for us to live life by and if we step out of those principles, you're probably going to step into a place of not being peaceful. Claire's going to laugh at this. A Sabbath or rest. Who here takes a Sabbath? Who actually rests? I can tell you now, I'm really bad. I don't. I have to keep moving. Who here specifically takes the time of their day or their week to stop and rest? Come on, apart from when you're asleep. Who who actually does it? There's a few. There's quite a few. Where you actually stop and, and you switch off and you allow rest in your life. If you're finding struggle to, to find peace in your life, can I encourage you? Find a time, block it out. This is my time. This is my time where I'm going to rest and I'm going to find peace. Yeah, Claire's going to hound me for this for weeks now. <laughs> Do you keep his commandments if you want peace? I know we always, we sin, we, we stray away from God's perfect will for us, but do we forgive? Do we spend time with God? Do we allow our mindsets to be turned back towards Him? Second thought, run into His presence. Why does time always go so quickly? Now, now Dion, I've been, I've been threatening you with to come up here for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I never have, and I didn't ask you this morning, did I? So come on up here for a sec, Dion. Actually, we haven't got a microphone up here, have we? Oh, you can, I can have yours. You're so good. Just so you don't panic. So Dion's been through a bit of an epiphany, and I'll just ask you questions just so you don't talk too long, okay? Oh, bummer. <laughs> so, so, so Dion, and I don't want to get into it, but you were saying the other day at Men's, and you were saying how a lot of your situations haven't changed, but can you say a bit around that, what's happening, talking back to peace? Oh, yeah, like, God, I've really pressed into God this year, just... Um, and now I, um, I still got all the problems I have, but I've got a peace. There's no worries and stress about it. And so, um, yeah, you put me on the spot here. So. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I have a heaps to say, but um, 
yeah. So, so Since, tell, tell me, Dion, did you did you make a conscious effort to change? Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just press into God all the time now. Just so tell me. I don't know how I how you can cope without just pressing to God. So. Uh, and has your prayer life changed? Prayer life's changed. Um, like the beginning of the year, I couldn't even. I only knew a couple of words of speaking in tongues. So I just asked God, Lord, just teach me how to pray, you know. And wow, he just, all of a sudden I knew I was just, I don't know where it come from, it just, bang, it just comes out of me all the time, so. Yeah. And has your life changed since you started Life's praying? changed, yeah, it's really good, so. Even down, you know, I was just, I was walking around hoping something had happened to me because I used to get that stressed, I just didn't want to do anything. And now, just by pressing the God, I just, um, He's just filled me, so even down to my fingernails, I used to chew my fingernails, and I've got fingernails now, and I had to get a manicure set, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's really good, so, awesome. can't get enough of him, so, and it's just, just that I just draw it to God, I, I didn't realise God was so close to me, you know, so, I always put, thought God was right out there, and and I realise he's right there with you. He's just waiting for me to say, you know, come into my life. So, so, so tell me, you, you've known God for a long time. Yep. But I knew God for a long time, but I just didn't have that fear. You know, I sort of lost that fear of the Lord. And, you know, just, it, just somewhere along the line, it just got lost. And then, yeah, so. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Dion, but, but I pu- actually purposely put you on the spot. I love his heart too. You know, Dion's a, a walking testimony of what can happen when you press into God. I, I don't know where you're at with your lives, I don't know what your situation is, but can I encourage you the normal that's in your life might not be God's normal for your life. Maybe there's some things you need to change and shift in your life and come back to God's normal and you will see breakthrough in your life. Because in John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So after Dion's little testimony, do you spend time in his presence? Do I spend time in his presence? Does it just... When you finish your breakfast, as you grab your bag and you're walking out the door, God, will you protect me today? Is that, is that your, your time in God's presence? Or is there an actual time, dedicated time, where you sit and you spend time in God's presence? Allow him to speak to you. Allow his presence to come upon you. You know, do you say every day when you get up, Say, God, will you enable me to live under your commandments and under your laws? Because as I live by the standards you've set for me, I'm going to find peace in my life. I know you're going to blow it. I know we all do. But by faith, are you going to step in and allow God's peace to come upon you? For Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. He doesn't hold anything against you. You know, he wants to live a close relationship with you.
And when you come and live under his commandments and spend time with him, you can have peace with God. We put our lives in his hands. In Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. I think of Paul, and he's, he's in prison writing, and he's persecuted, being whipped and beaten every day, and yet he finds peace in the situation. The battles did not cease, the strife did not cease, but in that he finds peace. You know, there's lots of gray areas that aren't written in God's word that can, can rob our peace. Do I date this girl? Do I buy this bike, this car, this house? Do I eat this chocolate? Do I accept this person on Facebook? Do I spend two hours on social media or two seconds on social media? Do I have another child? Do I give money to this person? How do you navigate these situations? How do you navigate these questions that are in your life? Well, Claire and I have got a, a little, little thing we do, and I've said this before, before we make any big decisions, if we're going to buy a car, a house, some, some, anything that's expensive, we will not sign up on, on that day. We will always go home and we will pray about it. We'll sleep on it. We'll get up in the morning and we'll pray about it. We'll give 24 hours. And then if we have peace, then we will proceed. If we don't have peace, we don't proceed. So can I encourage you, if you're thinking about any of these situations and you stop and you say, God, do I have peace? If you don't have peace, can I encourage you? That might not be the thing to do for you. The God of peace will lead and guide you by his peace. So we're driven by peace, not driven by our desires or our addictions, but actually driven by peace. Third point, rely on God's provision. Rely on his provision for our finances, our health, and our relationships. And if we really believe that God provides, we will find peace. See, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, and I'll read 8 later on, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That word guard, if you think about that word, do you think of like a security guard standing in front of a shop? And he's, he's standing there stopping people coming in. Well, that, that word guard back in the original was not that sort of guard. It was, it was actually that word guard was an offensive posture an offensive posture that God is looking at advance. So when he says he's going to guard us, it's not that he's going to sit back when something's coming around us and stop it, which, stop it hurting us, which he does. But that word guard is actually going way before us and he's actually situ sorting out situations before they even hit us. And it's because we find peace, we find peace because God's out there working on our good before we even get to the situations. So it says when he guards our hearts, it means... He's a watcher in advance. He's actually looking in advance down the track and watching over our lives. And I wonder how many situations we've just walked through and thought nothing of, where God was actually out there protecting us all the time. And we should have been giving him thanks, but we didn't even think to do that. Because he's a watcher, he's a guard for us, going before us. See, is peace the absence of trouble? No, it's peace. It's the presence of someone in the trouble. 
And I find it very thoughtful that this is a, this is a, a scripture about prayer, but he brings in peace from the prayer. So if you want peace, can I encourage you? They're inexplicably linked. If you want peace, pray. If you want to find peace in your life, pray. Start a life of prayer. Be that man that, that, that says, I'm going to not wait half the day. I'm actually going to pray during my day. Every 10 minutes, I'm going to stop and pray. It might be 30 seconds. It might be 10 minutes. I'm going to spend hours in prayer when I get home. I know that's not me because I'm so busy. Wish it was, but it's not. But I do pray all the time during the day. Give it to God repeatedly in prayer. You know, prayer is costly in our time. But if you, you can imagine that your life is a balance. There's always a cost. You can have a cost of prayer, but if you take away the cost of prayer, the cost of strife and pain, as you take away prayer, can you imagine the pain as, as your prayer lifts, the pain comes down closer? You have a choice. You can either live a life of prayer or you can live a life of pain. You can live a life of prayer or a life of stress. You can live a life of prayer or a life of turmoil. It's your choice. And we don't realize that they're inexplicably linked. And as we pray, can you imagine that turmoil is lifting? Lifting, lifting as we bring more prayer into the scales. As we fill the scale full of prayer, it lifts the strife, it lifts the pain, it lifts the turmoil in our lives as we learn to pray because the God of peace comes as we pray. And then it says in verse, in verse 8, Finally, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. If we don't pray, then maybe we'll be put into temptation beyond grace. Beyond the grace that he's imparted to us. He all gives us a level of grace. Maybe we will be put into a temptation beyond grace. Maybe we start to give thanks for our situations in all situations. Thank you, I'm an overcomer. See, you are actually a house of holiness if you continually ask forgiveness for your sins. And just sin is not living God's perfect will. So repent. Maybe we need to repent just for not praying. I know when I worship and I pray, it redirects my thought patterns. It changes how I think. Even worshiping this morning, I, I try to be exuberant in my worship. Because I'm exuberant in my worship, it changes my thought patterns. It changes who I am on the inside. And it gets me closer to who he is in my, in my life. See, Claire is, is, until lately, has been up earlier than me virtually every morning. And I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. And she's praying. She's reading God's word. She spends, sometimes it's not that long, but sometimes it's hours in the morning praying and reading God's word. Challenge for me. Dion, I love it that your testimony, I know you do the same thing. Now you're up early in the morning, late at night when God wants you to. Do you go to your prayer closet and find God in your prayer closet? And it's outworking in his life. I can see a change in Dion since he started. Can you imagine the change in your life if you spent time with God in prayer? Not just where you are now, but encouraged, I encourage you to go further in your prayer. Allow that, that scales to be lifted. As you spend more time in prayer, believe that, God, you're going to lift the stuff of my life because I'm in prayer. That peace is such a gift. It doesn't just affect us, it affects our families. It affects our workmates. 
it affects our health. If we can find peace, it's going to flow through to all of our lives. And in the season, may the God of peace come and rest upon you. See, once again, in Isaiah 26, the original text, which talks about shalom, which is God's perfect peace. In Isaiah 26, where that shalom says perfect peace, that wholeness, that completeness in God, that peace with God, that peace with people, that peace with yourself, that peace in your circumstances. The original text in Isaiah actually said shalom, shalom, twice. God's perfect peace. He was saying, this is so important for you, peace. Not just a single word, but shalom, shalom, peace for your life. A double portion of peace. Peace in God's presence. See, we will never be fully at peace with ourselves. And if the worship team could come up. We will never be fully at peace with our, by ourselves, but because Jesus walked in shalom, we can live and we can walk in peace because of what Jesus did for us. So as we come to this time of Advent, can we remember Jesus? But can we, as we're walking towards Christmas, put on those shoes of peace, start to pray and tip the scales back into peace, back into order in our lives, start to bring things to to Jesus who was born as a baby, raised and lived a sinless life and died for us so he can be our saviour, he can be our master, our lord and our king. And as we do that, we will find that peace that goes beyond understanding. It will guard your heart and mind. It will cover you. And I pray that this, as we go into this Advent season, that God of peace would be all over you. In Jesus' name. So I pray for every person. I pray as we sit here, now in this moment, I pray that a touch of your peace would start to rest upon all of us now in this moment. God, as we stop, stop just for a few seconds, just for a few seconds, say, will your peace come upon me, Lord God, because that peace will strengthen you. It will be the steel in your bones. It will be the strength that's going to take you and carry you through situations that normally you'd lose your cool, normally you'd find stress. Now the God of peace is going to rest upon you. And even though you might walk through trials and tribulations, that peace is going to undergird your life. So now, Lord, I ask, Lord God, as we're standing, we're sitting here this morning, in our mind's eye, Lord, we'd offload those things to you this morning. Offload that stress and start to choose to walk with you. In the places that were stressful, now we're going to allow you to come into, into those places, Lord God, that your peace would be there, we pray. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.